Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Imagine if you created a presidential monster with the ignorance of George W. Bush and the evil of Nixon, the racism of Johnson, that's Andrew Johnson, the demagoguery of Andrew Jackson, the stupid trade wars of Herbert Hoover, the incompetence of Pat Buchanan, the corruption and cronyism of Warren Harding, you'd have this guy. That's what we have, Frank and POTUS. Except the worst part about this monster is the brain comes from Roy Cohn. Let's begin. Hey, did you ever notice how the Americans who really hate foreigners also tend to hate massive amounts of other Americans? I'm John Fugelsang, and this is Sanity Cast, the political comedy podcast about not going completely batshit in the age when the Christians have elected Caligula. I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, I do a daily show on Sirius XM, and this is all about how to fight back with facts, empathy, humor, and American culture. It's about the very fine art of giving a fuck. It's a show that believes depression is a disease, negativity is a habit, sanity is the opposite of Hannity, and despair is privilege. We need you in the game. And we live in a time uh, when I I call it what-the-fuck fatigue. Um, Summer 2019 was uh, which woman candidate do you like for president? Winter 2019? Hey, which white male billionaire do you like for president? And it's already a crazy time. House Intel report is written. The news is hidden. Jim Jordan is spitting. Lev Parnas is admitting. Giuliani is bullshitting. And poor Macron was sitting next to Trump's hypocritin. All the lies that he's committing, it just doesn't really seem fitting that Kamala is quitting. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I didn't leave my apartment for two whole days, which is better than winning a daytime Emmy at this point. Uh, watched lots of movies with my horrible small child, uh, including March of the Wooden Soldiers and Rogue One. Uh, basically the same film, and uh, Frozen 2, let me tell you. Uh, God bless Frozen. Everyone out there with kids, you've heard the soundtrack 7,000 times. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. You'll hear the new soundtrack 7,000 times. I'll just say, um, if you're trying to make a show, that uh, a film that children can follow, um, maybe don't have a flashback with a flashback inside of it before your opening credits. That's all I'll say. Had a great vegan Thanksgiving here at my home. The woman I live with decided this. I had no say in the matter. We had friends over. Beautiful, huge, vegan Thanksgiving. Um, as the dad of the house, I was allowed to ceremoniously cut the Thanksgiving uh, squash 
And I saw Bob Dylan again um, at the Beacon Theater. Great set list, but, you know, only if you're among the converted. And for me, it's been a crazy, crazy time. I mean, this is an era where, you know, Obama said that military justice should decide Bo Bergdahl's fate. And they hated him for bringing the guy home so he could be duly court-martialed. But they cheered Donald Trump for kneecapping military intelligence and justice because a weekend Fox News host told him to. We're in a scenario now where Pete Buttigieg could win Iowa and Elizabeth Warren could win New Hampshire and Joe Biden could win South Carolina and Bernie Sanders could win Nevada, setting the stage for the charismatic powerhouse that is Michael Bloomberg to stroll right up to the Democratic convention and buy it the way we bought the mayor's office. It's a pretty scary time. We had the First Lady booed in Baltimore. I loved hearing those outraged right-wing headlines. First Lady booed in Baltimore. You, you could have said a wealthy white immigrant who dishonestly and falsely spread a racist smear about the first black president not being born here booed in the city her husband publicly called a disgusting rat and rodent-infested mess. Uh, Kid Rock has his own version of Giving Tuesday, but his involves Valtrex. And Kellyanne Conway... Um, Okay, I, I try to avoid talking about Kellyanne because she did my TV show a number of times and I always got along with her really well. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, I, now she's calling Joe Biden uh, Sleepy Joe is Creepy Joe. And here's the deal, Kellyanne. Here's my intervention for you, okay? Um, dear, I'm not going to make jokes about your appearance or about what the, this never-ending parade of lies seems to be doing to you. Uh, I think people are very mean. I think you're probably exhausted. You're working long hours and under a lot of pressure. And um, you're operating under the conditions that a man you know is a horrible, corrupt liar. And you know that because you said it when you were working on Ted Cruz's campaign. So you have to really, really... Um, you know, swallow a lot of what Satan's feeding you. But here's the deal. Uh, you're calling Joe Biden creepy, Joe. In the words of Moses to Pharaoh, bitch, stop right there. You managed the campaign of Todd Aiken, who talked about legitimate rape and said when it's a legitimate rape, a woman's body has a way of shutting that down. And then you can't manage the campaign of President grabbed by the pussy, who you once correctly called out as a corrupt liar before he paid you to become a corrupt liar as well. And the worst thing, Kellyanne, the worst thing, I am terrified that this is how you and your husband just do public foreplay. Um, I, I think that's, it's just your kink, the two of you, and you work it out on your own. Okay, now I need to bathe in D-Louse. Um, I want to talk about what happened this week when Donald Trump tweeted a photo of himself that someone else made of his head, photoshopped onto Sylvester Stallone's body, uh, in the film poster of Rocky Three, Rocky Three, by the way, is the most hilarious uh, poster they could have done this to because Rocky Three is, uh, while a very entertaining film, uh, Burgess Meredith's last entry in the franchise, uh, Carl Weathers, great in that movie, um, but it really is uh, the ultimate in interracial male softcore porn. Uh, it's the whole film is just a, a, a gay subdued. It's like Morris, but with boxing. Uh, it's Rocky and Apollo. They they run and they embrace each other in the waves. I'm not exaggerating. They literally fall into each other's arms in the waves, um, and that's beautiful. That's great. But um, Trump tweeted the picture of himself. It wasn't like someone else did it and he retweeted it as a goof. He tweeted it himself. This is how desperate and small and insecure. And fearful this man is. And honestly, Trump tweeting this photo of himself might be all the history teachers of the future ever need 
to explain this period. Um, he's nuts. And yet the base will eat this up. You know it. And they'll love the ridiculous image. These white men who revere these standards of masculinity they'll never achieve. This mass delusion about what really is strength. And it makes them act mean and look ridiculous. And, and there's a couple things that are really wrong with Trump uh, as Rocky. And you might think this is a bit trivial to engage in with all the things going on. But this is literally stolen masculinity. It's, it's he, Trump didn't go to the gym to get that physique. It's like a stolen election or stolen credit for Obama's economic trends, or stolen credit for who defeated ISIS in Syria. Look, I'm not saying that Trump and Rocky don't have a few things in common. They're, they're not good at reading uh, possible brain injuries. Rocky had three coaches. Trump's had three wives and three chiefs of staff and three campaign managers. But, 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 but here's my point. There are some subtle differences between Rocky Balboa and Donald Trump. And I just want to let you know, um, for example, Rocky fought against corrupt Russians. That's different. Uh, Rocky wasn't born with a gold belt around his waist and grew up thinking he'd earned it. Trump's boxing gloves are much tinier. Uh, Rocky had pets. Trump owns women. Rocky had the eye of the tiger. Trump has the eye of a bloated, mediocre, rich kid with untreated syphilis. Rocky went to the gym. Trump went to Photoshop. Uh, when Rocky walked little Marie home in the first movie, he didn't expect a quid pro quo. Also, another difference, Rocky knew how to get around his hometown on foot. Um, Rocky didn't post pictures of his head on somebody else's body because Rocky didn't have inferiority complexes along with the misdirected self-loathing. Uh, Rocky went to church. When Rocky bought Adrian the house at Rocky II, he didn't do it with laundered money. Rocky was able to train the son of his black friend. You know why? Because he had black friends. When Rocky's wife entered a coma, uh, people around her were able to tell. That's a difference. A couple more uh, small, tiny differences between these two individuals. Uh, when Rocky sought the title, he didn't do it by questioning Apollo Creed's birthplace. Also, uh, Rocky went to church. And, um, <laughs> you know, here's my favorite. Uh, Rocky's wife didn't want to see him get beaten up. And finally, the biggest difference between Rocky Balboa and Donald Trump, uh, Rocky got a sequel. So really quick, when you're discussing the impeachment with your right-wing neighbors or loved ones or family members or coworkers or friends or just random people who can't spell your, uh, keep a few things in mind. The, the It's not just this one part of the impeachment effort that we're looking at right now. There's several committees. They're all compiling different forms of evidence. This is why you should be very optimistic, because they're trying to find out whether Trump obstructed justice, abused the power of the office, profited unconstitutionally from his business, and or violated campaign finance laws. Don't forget, it's not just Ukraine. Now, if the Democrats are smart, they will throw everything at this guy, maybe have it a different impeachment proceeding every week. Uh, I think they should. I think having new articles of impeachment come out should be like uh, this decade's version of new repeal Obamacare votes coming out. The reports are being compiled by the five different House committees. Okay, keep these straight. Intelligence, foreign affairs, oversight, ways and means, and financial services. Those all get funneled into the House Judiciary Committee, which will ultimately decide whether there's enough evidence to charge Trump with one or more articles of the impeachment, all right? So you already know, the Intelligence Committee, that's Adam Schiff, who joined me and Stephanie and Margaret Cho and Martin Sheen and Rob Reiner on stage last year. Um, he pretty much is saying that this impeachment case for bribery boiled down to Trump withholding a White House visit or the military aid in exchange for an announcement 
of investigations. They're not claiming Trump wanted investigations because they didn't. They just wanted the announcement. You want to point to something like Barack Obama's half-wit, half-brother holding up a forged birth certificate. Point to that. And then the idiots will think you're right and won't question you anything about anything. Uh, now, Schiff said that all these attempts to cover up the demands and the stonewalling could become brand new articles of impeachment. OK, so there's a few right there. But, my friends, that goes to judiciary. They're going to have a schoolhouse rock of professors discussing what impeachment is and whether this rises to the level. But Oversight and Foreign Affairs, that committee, they're still working on whether Trump obstructed justice by trying to thwart Mueller's investigation. Remember, he fired, he told Don McGahn, the White House counsel, to fire Mueller. McGahn didn't do it. And then Trump ordered McGahn to lie and say he had never ordered him to fire Mueller. And we all know this. And McGahn is at some point going to have to testify. So the Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committee, they're, they're all just, that's Jerry Connolly. He's on that one. And they just say, you can't ignore obstruction. That's in the Mueller report. Ten examples of it. But then there's the House Oversight and Reform Committee. And they're focusing on the fact that the media is not, that this guy is still profiting from his businesses. The emoluments clauses, there's two of them in the Constitution that prohibit a president from getting compensation beyond their salary or profiting from foreigners. They could have impeached Trump one minute into his inaugural address on the emoluments clause deal, and they still haven't done it. And then there's the Oversight Committee, and they also investigated Trump's involvement with the hush money payoffs to the two women who claimed to have had sex with him um, before the election, and then Intelligence and Financial Services Committees. And now they're the ones you got to keep an eye on, because the media will not be talking about this much. They're the guys who subpoenaed the financial documents from Deutsche Bank, which uh, is how Hitler laundered his money and built an empire. Google Deutsche Bank and the Nazis. Learn a lot. Also, Capital One and their dealings with Trump and his three hideous oldest children and the Trump organization. These requests are, of course, still being fought in court, and the committee's hope it'll determine whether Trump has accurately reported his own finances. Spoiler alert, he hasn't. So this is going to be a test of the Democratic Party's will in Congress more than anything else. Because Donald Trump, he was right to say he wouldn't cooperate. It's not fair he couldn't see the witness list. But he's also smart because uh, he did it and confessed it. So it's going to be up to how much we are willing to do the hustle. Hey, um, Inspiration Nation, The Irishman, go see it. It's beautiful. I, I, I don't watch it on Netflix. I'm telling you, don't watch The Irishman in multiple settings. You can't binge watch it. I know it's three hours, 40 minutes. I'm going to say this now. We went down on December 1st to watch it in Greenwich Village, bought tickets to the movie theater. As soon as it was on Netflix, I had a free time, went down. Uh, three hours, 40 minutes, matinee, all old people and movie snobs. Three hours, 40 minutes, I saw two people get up to use the bathroom the entire time. That's how good it is. Anyone who says it's slow is someone who probably doesn't like Raging Bull or Taxi Driver, okay? If it was just him trying to do the energy of Goodfellas and Casino all over again, it would have been a step back for Scorsese. It's beautiful. Pacino could win an Oscar. He's wonderful in it. It's the best performance De Niro has given in a movie in a leading role since Awakenings. And Joe Pesci is scarier when he's quiet and calm than he ever was being loud and psychotic. Um, also, here's some good news for you. Before we go, for the first time since 1877, bison, bison are roaming 
across the Badlands. Um, when the Native Americans were still running this place, bison roam free in the Badlands. They haven't stepped hoof on the land since 1877, and last month, Badlands National Park celebrated the park opening up 22,000 acres of new bison range. So now, in South Dakota, there's an extra 22,000 acres for the bison to roam, thanks to a really passionate group of supporters who wanted to see an iconic American creature thrive. Donors raised almost three quarters of a million dollars to extend the habitat for 1,200 bison. That's good news. Here's more good news. That terror attack on London Bridge, one of the heroes who rushed to stop the assailant has been identified as James Ford, who's a convicted murderer on a day release from prison, and he stopped a terror attack. Also, you want to feel good? Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter, he's going to plead guilty to charges of misuse of campaign funds after more than a year of calling the investigation a witch hunt and denying them. Up in Canada, a stray dog was found keeping a litter of newborn kittens warm and alive amidst frigid temperatures on a highway. Uh, Also, Pamela Taylor. Remember her? She was the West Virginia official who lost her job in 2016 because she called Michelle Obama an ape in heels. Hmm. She just got sentenced to 10 months in federal prison after pleading guilty to embezzling 18 grand from FEMA, funds that were intended to help flood victims. 51% of Americans want Trump removed before the impeachment even starts, and Tina Turner just turned 80. Brothers and sisters, you show me all the reasons you have to despair, and I'll show you 20 more to keep your head out the oven. Uh, December 14th, I'm co-headlining with the great Frank Conniff of Mystery Science Theater 3000 at Rhino Comedy in Suffern, New York. Come on down to that. February 14th, hey, that's Valentine's Day, uh, my new comedy band, The Magnificent Bastards, myself, Louis Black, and Alan Swybell. It's a f- crazy funny show. We're opening for Date Night with the Bastards on Valentine's Day at the Madison Theater in Rockville Center. Uh, February 21st, the Hopewell Theater in uh, New Jersey with uh, it's a liberal show with uh, Scott Blakeman and hopefully some other really good people and then on Sirius XM I'm now doing nights on the Progress Channel 9 to midnight Monday through Friday that's uh, 6 to 9 on the on the Pacific Coast and in the next couple of weeks our guests will include Kathleen Turner Robbie Robertson Tracy Letts who won a Pulitzer for one play a Tony for acting in another play and is probably going to get an Oscar nomination this year for Ford v. Ferrari and uh, Miss Jennifer Beals so don't miss it. You can email me anytime at johnfugelsang.com. Check out the John Fugelsang store at johnfugelsang.com. All the resistance swag, stocking stuffers for the progressive, moderate, liberal, leftist, uh, just anti-evil person in your life. Send me your notes. Send me your questions. Send me your threats. Send me your complaints. Love to read them here. And um, keep listening. Thank you so much for, ju- twin- bleh, for tuning into Sanity Cast. And remember, a shaky, guarded Mueller in Congress, July 24 means a cocky, reckless Trump on the phone, July 25th. Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is the progressive broadcast network we should have had all along. Smart and entertaining podcasts from established broadcasters will keep you informed and keep you laughing. Listen at sexyliberal.com or download on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.